Welcome to Ink Drinkers, a literary tea party podcast where we discuss books and drink tea. Happy anniversary. Happy anniversary. We're one year old today. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It, so the, it's on the day that we're recording that it's our one year podcast anniversary. I'm calling it that. I was like, is there, a, is there a hashtag that's podcast anniversary? And Marissa was like, um, probably not. And there was. And there was. It had been used by like 50 people before. <laughs> and now we're one of them. But yeah, this will obviously be airing well after our anniversary, but it still, will. we want to celebrate. Yeah, I mean, I think it's pretty um, a pretty celebratory occasion. It is. We've got the, the 50th episode coming up soon. Um, so we're hitting some exciting milestones. I mean, did you think, the, I mean, when we started this? That we would keep doing it for a year? Not that I didn't think that we would, but just it's hard to believe that it's been a year already. It just doesn't. I felt like it went by so quickly. It did, but then also I feel like we've just been doing this forever. Like, you really? Yeah, really? Like I in really a bad do. way. No, not in a bad okay. way. Just like this is our thing that okay. we've been doing, and I mean, I think it's be- eternal. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, I will say that. I don't know. It seemed it, because we had worked together before for years or a few years. Couple yeah, years. a few years. And then we didn't see each other, but we still kept in contact, but it wasn't as frequent. This has been really nice to Aww, see you so often. It has. Because it has. I missed working with you, obviously. And so now we are getting to work with each other in a sense, but doing something that we were both um, passionate about. Yeah. Which is, is books. Um, I agree. So it's it's been a fun project. Yeah, and I look forward to like just getting to hang out with you every week. Same. And talk about books. I know. Yay. Well, congratulations to us. <laughs> <laughs> and Jamie so thoughtfully stopped and got us um, a little dessert to celebrate. We have um, really delicious cake balls from Brouhaha, which is a local um, coffee and pastry shop in Baton Rouge. So shout out to Brouhaha. Yeah, I got us some red velvet, some wedding cake, Funfetti, which is one of my personal favorites, um, the pralines and cream, which I stupidly like took a bite and was like, oh, interesting. This tastes like pralines. And I was like, wait, that's, it's called pralines and cream. Um, and then a butter pecan. Oh, and the chocolate chip cookie dough that you yeah. ate. So yeah. Yeah. Fun stuff. Super good. I love their cake balls. Like they have really, really good. Some cake balls you eat and they're like too moist or they're too, too packy big or, or they're too big. Yeah. yeah. These are the perfect size. They're always perfect consistency and texture. They're just delicious. I've ordered these for parties countless times. So good. Delicious. Okay. You want to talk about books? Yes. Let's talk about books. The purpose of the podcast? Is it? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. my God. I had acupuncture earlier and uh, Stuart was like, are you going back to work after this? And I was like, no, I'm, I'm actually going 
record a podcast and he was like, oh, are you doing your dad's podcast with him? And I was like, no, I actually have my own podcast that I do. And, and we started talking about it and he asked me the name of it and what we discussed and all that kind of stuff. And as, as, as I was leaving, he was like, all right, we'll go drink some ink. I was like, okay, <laughs> see you later. So it's funny. Yep. I think it's your turn. To go I think first. it is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. So, Tell me about it. Lay it on me. <laughs> so, like you, and like I, I'm, I feel like a broken record saying I'm struggling with reading, and that's really frustrating. I'm sure for the listeners to hear. So I apologize for that. But what I have been reading. I've been rereading a series that I have enjoyed in the past and a new book in the series came out either this week or last week and I thought, you know what, let me just reread the whole series because it's um the sixth book came out. Okay. And so I was like, let me just reread the whole series and and then I'll read the sixth book. So it's the um Cormoran Strike series by Robert Galbraith. The first one is called Cuckoo's Calling, which is what I'm going to tell you about today because it's okay. the one that I've read so far. <laughs> and it's probably good to start with the first book if I'm going to tell people about it. True. Um, so you, you were shaking your head at me. You don't know this series. I do not. What if I tell you that Robert Galbraith is actually J.K. Rowling? Oh. Do you know it now? No. Still don't know it? Mm-mm. Okay. But, but I, I am not... J.K. Rowling. I've never read Harry Potter. I don't. I have. know. I know. But I just figured you would have heard about the books that were written by J.K. Rowling under a pen name. But I have not. Sorry. Well, good. So I get to tell wah, you about wah. it. <laughs> I get to tell you about it. Yes. Fresh. Yes. Um, okay. So the main character is Cormoran Strike. As I said, it's the Cormoran Strike series. Um, it's British, by the way. In what? case you couldn't <laughs> tell that, given the author. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so Cormoran Strike is 35 years old. He's a curmudgeonly 35-year-old. He has his own private investigating business. He used to be in the Army. He was like in the Special Investigations Bureau for the Army, the SIB as they call it. Um, and while he was there, he was in an accident and he lost part of his leg. So he walks around with a limp. He has a prosthesis. He, and like he's curmudgeonly from all of these things that have happened to him. Um, On top of that, his father is a famous rock star. (laughs) But he doesn't know his dad, really, because his mom was just a groupie of the band, and he was a product of that. So he's met his dad, like, twice. They're not... Of that loving. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So, um... His business is not going well. He, like, barely has any clients. Um, He ends up hiring a temp from a temp agency, and her name is Robin. And I I think she's, like, in her mid to late 20s. And she shows up, and he's just like, ah, what are you doing here? I don't know. (laughs) I didn't know the temp agency was sending me someone else. I fired the last girl. Da-da-da-da. And uh, they kind of have this comedic run-in in the very beginning of the book and she like almost falls downstairs and whatever and you're just these two characters literally just collide with each other and they fit so perfectly together as characters like you you're just rooting for them there's a little bit of sexual tension between them because they're of a similar age and you know they're both good looking people um but at the heart of it they're really just co-workers and friends which i enjoy yeah 
Um, so things aren't going well. He's running out of money. And then this guy walks into his office and he is the brother of a famous model named Lula Landry, who three months ago um, supposedly died by suicide by falling off of her balcony. So the police investigated. They called. They ruled it suicide. Everybody believes it's suicide. And the brother's like, no, I just don't believe it. And I want you, Cormoran Strike, to investigate this. He chooses Cormoran because Cormoran knows his brother who had pa- they went to school together and he had passed away years ago. So the brother died, the sister died, and the remaining brother walks in and is like I need you to investigate this. Okay. You you with me? Yep. Okay. I am. Okay. Thanks. I was <laughs> I know cuz I was saying the brother and the Yeah. Is, yeah. Okay. Got yeah. it. Cuz I can't remember the brother's name. Um so anyway, so he starts investigating um Robin the temp ends up actually being really awesome at her job. So they're, you know, yeah. <laughs> they're working out a little side deal to get her on the temp agency and, you know, um, so that he can pay her what he can afford and not have to, like, pay the extra to the temp agency. Yeah. Um, it's Spoiler alert, she's in all of the books. He ends up hiring her full time. <laughs> and I'm assuming at some point there's a romantic... Um, or, wait, we're not going to say. Maybe, maybe not. Maybe, maybe not. Yeah. Can I ask if this is, if the first book that you're recommending now is pre or post the first Harry Potter? Oh, it's post. Okay. Well post. Okay. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Um. So did she say why she didn't publish it under? I'm sure she did at some point. I think, um. Honestly, I think it was for her probably just like a fun venture just to, you know, do it under a pseudonym or whatever. Okay. And it was several books before people figured out that Robert Galbraith was J.K. Rowling. Okay. Yeah. But people were like analyzing the writing style and all this kind of stuff and somebody put it together. I don't know. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. What? Yeah. People are so interesting. <laughs> I am not that interesting. <laughs> what? I, yeah. Do you, since you are a big Harry Potter fan and you have read the books, do you see similar writing style? I do. I wouldn't have picked up on it. With See, but I feel like you, out of anyone that I know, not that I know that many people that read books like we do, <laughs> but I feel like you could pick up on that. I guess if I knew that Robert Galbraith was a pen name to begin with, and I'm sure people knew that. And that's what led them to, like, investigate who it could be. But I didn't realize it at the time I was reading them. So I had no reason to investigate further. Um, But speaking of investigations, that's what this book is about. Um, So it's mysteries, obviously. He's investigating a death. Um, Critics of this series have said that it's too long and drawn out. There's no action. It's all character-driven. But that's why I love it actually okay um because you're just with Cormoran and robin every literally every step of the way investigating this thing and so you i mean you just you get to see the whole investigation process and i love that like you you are a part of every boring conversation that he has because that's how investigations are in real life not right. everything is action-packed and exciting so 
I, you know, I, I love the series. Obviously, I'm rereading it for the second time. Um, yeah, what better recommendation could you give? Exactly. So the second one is The Silkworm. I'm reading that one right now. Third one is Career of Evil. The fourth one is Lethal White. Fifth one is Troubled Blood. And then the sixth one that just came out is The Ink Black Heart. So, um, yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm excited about the new one. And I should also say the narrator is absolutely incredible. I've heard from quite a few people who tried to read it in print and just couldn't get into it. But the narrator brings the story and brings Cormoran and Robin to life. And it, he just embodies these characters. And it's so, so good. So maybe that is, you know, if what Jamie said deterred you a little bit in regard to it being a little slower or having a lot of dialogue that isn't maybe much action going on, maybe try the audiobook. For sure. Yeah, I definitely, like, God, he's just so good. I get so excited to listen to him. (laughs) And he does all the narration of all the characters. Yeah, he does. Yeah, and he's done all the books so far. And, like, Cormoran has a... um, Oh gosh, I don't I don't know the regions, but he has like a certain like Yorkshire accent okay. or something like yeah, that. Yeah. And Robin has a different accent. So I mean he's like all over the place with these accents and, yeah. do, and doing these things and it's he just does it so well and flawlessly. Very cool. Yeah. Yes, yes. Exciting stuff. All right. What's your book? Um, it's called By Any Other Name by Lauren Kate. Have you heard this? I feel like I've heard of it, but I couldn't tell you anything about it. The cover's cute. So why don't it's you one of tell those, me about it's it? It's one of those cute covers, you know, like all the rom com covers are. Yeah, so that's um, what drew you in. Yeah, so that's what drew me in. I, again, just like you, unfortunately, I don't want to say this either, but I was having a really hard time finding <laughs> something to hold my attention. I had a lot going on, and I just couldn't get into anything. So this is extremely light. It's a light read. It's pretty, um, what's the word that I'm trying to think of? Predictable. Uh, yeah. Like, you know, it's going to happen pretty much towards the very beginning, but it's something that the story was enjoyable and there was cute little pieces to it that you're like, that was a really good rom-com, you know? Yeah. So um, I, before you start, yeah. I, I read this past week, I read the X, no, not the X-Hex. I had already read the X-Hex and I read the second one in the series, The Kiss Curse, which yes, I, yeah. don't, I don't know if it's come out yet or if it's yeah, coming it's out come soon. Um. It's not great, but it was like I just needed something totally light and mindless, and yeah. that's exactly what it was. Yes. And so that's, that's really what this is. I get where you're coming yeah. from. Yeah, but it was good. Um, so the main character is Lainey, and she is a romance book editor. So um, she has been in this job for the last seven years. Alex is her boss, and um, it's a Fun thing to note that her entire family, I believe they were all in um, the medical field in in college. She was also going that route. And um, they edit books for a particular best-selling author whose name is Noah Calloway. And Noah Calloway's book, her one of the first books that Lainey read in college that one of her roommates like threw was like we have, this book is fantastic all the girls in her suite were reading it and she was like oh, I'll just pick it up and read it and she fell in love with it and so that's what led her to the world of publishing yes i love a, a book about books yeah. so keep going okay um so 
Alex is about to have her first baby and she's going on maternity leave. And so they basically tell Lainey um, that she's being promoted and she will now edit, like be the editor for Noah Calloway. Wow. Noah Calloway has um, a very wide reaching fan base of, you know, middle-aged women. Like us? (laughs) (laughs) Um, Who just absolutely love her. They can't get enough. Um, But no one has ever met Noah Calloway. Okay. So. um, Noah Calloway is actually a man, huh? I don't know. I can't tell you any of these secrets. There are (laughs) secrets that do come up, but but I can't say. I can't say. But it's a rom-com, right? Yeah. Okay. (laughs) You've got to reveal something to me. Um, so Lainey has been emailing for the last seven years with Noah Calloway. Yeah. So like they are friendly. She idolizes her. She just thinks she's the epitome of what love is and all of her books. Like she lives in this kind of world that doesn't, like she has based love off of Noah Calloway's books. So she's engaged. Oh, Okay. And she thinks that the way that she met her fiancé was just, like, the best romantic trope there could be. So she was in a cab trying to get to, I think, a work function. And it was just dead stop traffic. And he pulled up on a motorcycle. <laughs> oh, and my gosh. And she was like, I'm going to be late. And he was like, jump on. Stop. Yeah. <laughs> so she just thinks he's wonderful. He lives in Washington, D.C. He's now running for office and trying to go on that track and his priorities are kind of changing and he's keeps telling her well when we get married and you move to dc and And she doesn't want to move to dc does she man i was about to say like if she doesn't end up with this guy you've already made me like him and i know she's not gonna end up with him okay but i'm okay with that now she wants she loves her job and then whenever she gets this promotion and she tells him about it and he's not enthused like she thought he would be, um, she's kind of let down, you know, and she just, she doesn't understand why he can't be happy for her. But also he's like, Lainey, we're getting married. Like we can't live apart. Like while we're married, like we have a long-term relationship now, but. You know. Long-term, not long distance girl. Long, long distance. Sorry. Oh, they, 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 they have... are, they're long distance. Oh, they are long distance. Yeah, I think she's okay. in New York. Gotcha. I thought you were saying, like, we have a long-term relationship, so we have to stay together kind of thing. No, 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 you, no, no, no. Sorry, They are sorry. long distance. They are Got long it. distance. Um, so she does not want to move. She does not want to give up her job. But in his mind, what she's doing isn't anything, isn't any big deal. So, like, in his mind, he has the career, and she's just doing this. She's just piddling around. Right. But she loves it, and this is her passion. <laughs> So um, there was a book. The book that she read in college was called, like, 99... I don't know. It's basically 99 things that, um, like, the perfect partner would be. So in her, she has created, from this 99 list, her 99. Oh, Lord. And she's, That's a lot of It's a lot. Points. And so she basically thinks that her fiancé just checks off all the boxes and da-da-da-da. Like, she's kind of la-di-da. And then things start to obviously unfold. And she kind of loses all sense of what she thought love was and... Um, started to realize that you can't put things in boxes like that <laughs> and it doesn't work like that and people are people and, you yeah. know. They're so, human, um, they're not checklists. Right, exactly. <laughs> so, um, 
Yeah, so she gets a little disillusioned by some of the secrets that come to light, and she's upset by it, um, but she still loves what she does, and she doesn't want to give up on it. Um, and yeah, there's definite rom-com situation that occurs. I can't go into it because then that gives away everything. But I will say a really cute um, part of the book is that she has a pet tortoise named <laughs> <Okay>. Alice. <laughs> and they talk about Alice and I don't know. It's just a really cute like add-in of something random. I love a good pet in a book. They yeah. just make me happy. Yeah. Like every one of Abby Jimenez's books, there's a dog. I think there's okay. a dog because she has several dogs and she loves dogs. Yeah. And if you're not following her dog, Stuntman Mikey, on Instagram, <laughs> you're missing out. <laughs> um, the other good thing about this is the supporting characters. Like her two best friends are really funny. And like when things start happening and her life feels like it's falling apart and she meets with them, they go to brunch and it's um, – I don't know. It's just amusing because it's like how you would think that friends would talk with one another. Yeah. You know? Um, I love that. Until she's just like, yeah, you know, this didn't happen. Like, well, do you want to know the truth of which we actually think that we just <laughs> never told you? You know, like that kind of stuff. Um, but yeah, again, mindless read. It was cute. It was fun. It was feel good. But that's about it. I mean, sounds enjoyable, it to was. be honest. It was. Good. Yeah. If that's what you needed, it's what I needed. Then I'm glad you got. I'm glad you got that. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> so let's talk about this tea that we're drinking. Um, we are recording the day after uh, the passing of Queen Elizabeth. So in order to um, honor her, I guess we're we're drinking a tea that we've had before. Yeah. But we're doing it for her. It's the Platinum Jubilee Tea, which is black tea with bergamot, silver tips, and lavender. Um, it's a good tea. I yeah, mean, it's, it's it's pretty... Basic. It's Yeah, pretty basic. I like it. It's nothing special. It's, it is uh, understated and humble like the queen was. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's um, just a good black tea. I was watching the news unfold... All day yesterday, I had the BBC app open and like I was watching the news anchors and my mom kept texting me updates throughout the day like, oh, these royals have arrived and these royals have arrived and the only one they're waiting on now is Prince Harry and like she was giving me all the updates. I was like, please keep me in the loop. I can't handle this. I was more upset about it than I had any right to be as an American. Yeah. But... Yeah, I mean, she was just, I saw um, something posted on um, Instagram. It was a chart, and it basically, did you see this? No. And it showed her reign, and then it was everybody else's throughout, like, all country leaders from the beginning of her reign on, and, like, them change, you know? Yeah. It was so crazy to see, because she was just the only constant. That's the thing, is she has been a constant for so long. Yeah. And I think that's what makes it so difficult for so many people. And, yeah, because she was queen for, like, 14 U.S. presidents or something like that. and Or maybe it was 14 prime minutes. I don't know. I can't remember. It's just Yeah, and it a went lot. through all that. Like, it added all yeah. that. And, it, like, you know, it was, like, Ronald Reagan. And then, it I mean, it had, like, Gorbachev. Like, it had every other nation's rulers. And then just right. as they. That's so cool. I'm going to yeah. have to look that up. Yeah. Yeah, and the other thing I saw someone post is that um, – 
there will never be another queen of England in our lifetime. I literally thought that last night. Yeah. As I was looking at that, I thought we're not going to have another queen. Like, no, it's not, king not now. yeah. Because it's Charles, which yep. is, now it's weird to call him King Charles. I know. Because he's been Prince Charles for so long, for 70 years. Um, so, yeah. yeah King Charles and then and William, William and then George. Yeah. Wow. Crazy. We won't be alive when George is king. <laughs> yeah. We could be, I guess. William's older than us and men don't live as long. We'll see how that goes. <laughs> Sorry. Was that morbid? Long live the king. <laughs> but long live the king. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> Freud and Freud? Um, I just had a really good work uh, meeting that went really well. And my client is super pleased with everything and really excited about um, all the upcoming marketing materials for her new company so that's exciting for me too well congrats thanks my freud and freuda is that we have officially moved into our new office i worked my butt off to get us there and on wednesday the movers came and moved everything and we still have unpacking to do and all that kind of stuff but it just it's a huge relief. <laughs> yes. Oh my god. How does it feel to be out of that office? That's the only office you've worked in, right? With this company. That's yeah. What I mean. Yeah, yeah. Um Honestly, it's not It's going to take some getting used to for sure. It's not as weird as I thought it would be, but I'm not like all right, well this is my office, the end, you know what I mean? I still feel a little weird in there. Yeah. But it's nice being downtown and being able, like we've walked to lunch, mm-hmm. and yeah, there's just, a lot of there's a lot of pros to be downtown. Yeah, I I'm I don't love having to like wake up and leave earlier in the mornings, but um, it's a it's a nice building, it's a nice office. We're we're near a lot of good stuff, so it's cool. I'm cool with it. Um, I also wanted to ask, have you heard of the Apple TV show Bad Sisters? No. (laughs) There's been like four or five episodes so far. It's Irish. And it's these sisters that um, there's one, two, three, four, five sisters. (laughs) Sorry, I had to count it out. And um, one of the sisters is married to this just really awful guy like if you are looking for a villain to just loathe watch the show because you will loathe him he's horrible like so controlling and whatever and so all the other sisters and you know this from episode one i'm not ruining anything all the other sisters conspire to murder him (laughs) oh my god (laughs) and so the show is we don't know how it happened we don't know how he died we don't know any of the details and so the show kind of goes back and forth between the past and the present the wife the wife is in this too she didn't know anything about it like as as far as i know so far (laughs) she didn't know anything about it oh so this other sister the other four sisters decide together that they're gonna murder this sister's husband because they hate him so much yeah because he's really awful does she also hate him no, she thinks he's great. She's, I mean, she's like been abused for years. So it's that kind of situation where 
she's brainwashed and controlled by him. That's intense. Yeah. It's, but it's so freaking hilarious. What are their ages? Like, is it like their our age? No, like 40s. Okay. I think the youngest one is probably our age. Okay. Maybe <laughs> maybe a little younger. But but yeah, it's it's really entertaining. And the newest episode is out today, so I'm excited to watch it. That's really funny. Yeah. And it, I mean, it's fun because they're Irish. Right. Right, right, right. So. Well, I'll share. Um, we, last night, we were looking for something to watch, and we came across The Atom Project. Have you seen that? Oh, I've heard of it, but. It's just a movie on Netflix. Tell um, me about it. It's with Ryan Reynolds, and. Uh, yes. I think I saw Instagram ads for it. Like, okay. I think it came out a while ago. Was Jennifer ago. Garner in yes. it? Yes. Okay, that's why, because I follow her. Jennifer Garner and um, uh, Mark Ruffalo. Mm-hmm. I follow him, too. Okay. And Ryan Reynolds. Yeah. <laughs> Um, it was just really good. Yeah. Zoe Saldana's in it too. Okay. I don't follow her. I had been wanting to watch it because I saw all of them posting about it. It's like action packed, but it's really, I mean, I think Ryan Reynolds is really funny. So if you like that type of humor, it's very Ryan Reynolds humor. He's hit or miss for me. Michael laughed throughout the movie. Okay. And I, I wasn't sure that he was going to find it amusing, but it's, it's really good. And the kid, um... Basically, this isn't giving anything away. The, so he lives in a um, in 2050, and time travel has been invented at this point. And he's basically like flying through the galaxies, and he's injured. And he tries to go back to 2018 to save his wife, who got misplaced in 2018. Ooh. Um, but he accidentally goes to 2020 instead. <laughs> and in 2020, he's 12 years old. And he's like this puny little kid that gets picked on because he has a big mouth and he won't like keep his mouth shut. Um, and it's just really like him and the kid are really funny. And every time the kid says something, he's like, nope, can't say that. Like, and basically tells him, you know, you're going to get your ass kicked every time you don't keep your mouth shut. Um Anyways, it's really good. And then Jennifer Garner is the mother. Okay. That and Mark Ruffalo is the dad. Um, it's really fun. It was. Re- I thought it was really good. I oh, mean, I'll not like check that out. Oscar award winning by any means, but like a really good, fun movie. And I think it was like an hour and 45 minutes. <clears throat> My, so the, the media that I've been consuming has been J.K. Rowling's books, which are British. Bad Sisters, which is Irish, BBC News, British. Uh, <laughs> wait, I'm missing something. I know, but it's been all it's been all British stuff. Oh, Ted Lasso, mm. British. So I've just been inundated with the British um, and Irish cultures, and I'm here for it. And like I, I'm thinking in British accents, and and honestly, I was sitting here writing in my little journal before we got started. And I said something, and you were like, did you just say that in an accent? I did. I did. It's like, sounded like, a, like an Irish accent. I was or like... I think I said Scottish. I was like, I don't... I don't know. <laughs> I don't... This is just how my brain works This is just now. me. This is what, just, do you, what do you mean, accent? This is... This is just normal. What do you mean, an accent? I don't know what you... I did start... Sorry, I just keep rambling today. This is the last thing. And then we can end it. I started reading a, a romance by Talia Hibbert, who 
wrote like um, Get a Life, Chloe Brown, and Take mm-hmm. a Hint, Danny Brown, yeah. and those books. And this one was something royal, royal something. I don't know. Like the guy was a prince and she got stuck with him some kind of way. The narrator is male and he sounds like Nate from Ted Lasso, <laughs> but with a little bit of a like deeper, manlier voice. But so like is a, that all you're picturing? And so I could not get through the book. And like it got to a sex scene and I was like, I can't I can't do this. <laughs> I had to quit. I couldn't finish the book. Because I just imagined it was Nate reading it to me and it was so um, awkward. If the actor who plays Nate listens to this episode of our podcast, we're really sorry. <laughs> I am really sorry. <laughs> I love Nate, but I don't want him reading. I don't want him reading smut to me. I understand. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Anyway, <laughs> let's go continue our celebration by eating more cake balls. That sounds good to me. Cheers. Cheers. Thanks for listening. Be sure to check out the show notes for the full list of books we discussed today. You can find that in your podcast app or on our website, inkdrinkerspodcast.com. And please support us by subscribing anywhere you listen to podcasts and leaving a review. You can find us on Instagram and on Twitter at inkdrinkerspod. Cheers! Cheers.